On the farm today, we focus in on forages. Last week's Farming into the Future conference brought together some key information, including a presentation from Dr. Sean Aslan, a perennial forage breeder with Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada's Swift Current Research and Development Centre. He talked about his breeding program, which focuses on breeding adaptive native forages with improved establishment, persistence, quality and yield, as well as dual-use grain and forage crops to enhance agro-eco-resistance resiliency. My program is the sole in Canada that does work on native forage development uh, as the primary focus. And there's really uh, two major areas that my, uh, my uh, research is focused on. The first is on the development of ecological varieties, adapted land races, both for uh, more traditional forage use, but as well as uh, rangeline applications and uh, habitat uh, restoration. Uh, and the other part of my work is mainly focused on tools for increasing the speed of selection of forage crop. So this includes uh, things like genetic mapping and molecular marker development uh, using uh, molecular biology tools, but also uh, developing um, high throughput phenotyping technologies using image analysis. So these are just uh, additional tools to kind of help speed up the breeding process, uh, which is, tends to be a long process. So currently in the program, there is about uh, 30 different species that are at various uh, stages of development. Uh, some of, of which are uh, more like standard uh, developed crops. Others are just, they're pretty much wild materials. And uh, just to give you an example of the breadth of some of the species you work with, we have populations of Cytos grandma that have been selected for uh, increased drought tolerance. And uh, we're looking to improve that trait in this species. Next to that is a photo from Alan Awasis program, which is uh, purple parade clover being grazed by cattle. Winter fat, this is a really good late season uh, forage. Uh, it has a very high uh, protein content, and it, it can be uh, grazed in the winter season. It is quite difficult to breed, uh, but it is uh, it is something of interest to the program. Uh, Dr. Mike Schellenberg did a lot of work on this species. It's actually the species he did his PhD on, so it's close to his heart. And uh, we're looking to uh, develop some uh, some regional materials that can be released to winter fat, uh, as well as eventually some uh, some cultivars for wider distribution. And in the uh, the bottom right here is uh, Canada wild rye. This is a, a common forage grass uh, across uh, North America. Um, tends to be in a, tends to be a little more wetter areas, uh, but it has some interesting properties uh, in terms of adaptation. Uh, there's also some uh, research looking at it as a cover crop in uh, various uh, production systems. He notes 70 to 80 percent of the work he's doing is focused on native species. The work is important as we've seen native rangeland dwindling over the years. Most breeding programs. In forages, we tend to work on three to five year selection cycles, and uh, we tend to use uh, recurrent phenotypic selection. So what this means is that we have our species of interest, which is our base population, and we divide that into different units for testing. So obtaining our, our genetic units, so in this case, it's half sibs. We evaluate these in the field. These are evaluated for generally three plus years. Often we have at least one year for establishment, and then we have uh, two to three years to evaluate to make sure that the materials we're growing are perennial and uh, we're getting an accurate depiction of what they uh, what they actually can do. Uh, then we make selections from those populations and then we enter into a, what's known as a polycross. Basically, what this means is we're allowing the plants to mate with each other. We're generating a new population, which becomes our base population, and then we just repeat the cycle. So this type of, uh, of work is uh, tends to be slow um, and is quite labor intensive. 
Uh, but there are ways to speed it up. And these include using the greenhouse uh, for screening and crossing, as well as careful uh, greenhouse selections, and then uh, using more advanced technologies. So once we, um, we have our materials in place, uh, how we evaluate them, uh, we either use clones. So we take cuttings of, uh, of a superior plant uh, in the greenhouse, and then we set them up in field plots. This is typically how we develop our synthetic cultivars. Uh, this is a, a way of breeding that has a faster genetic gain, and it works well on some species, but not all species. Uh, some individual plants, even within a species, um, can clone better than others. So we do sometimes have a genotype times environment interaction where plants, they may grow in the field. We can't get them to grow in the greenhouse. Uh, and some species are just easier to clone than others. We know a lot of our native grasses are very are, have rhizome, are spread via rhizomes. Uh, so we can take rhizome cuttings or we can do uh, crown cuttings to get our population numbers up um, to put, uh, for testing in the field. But uh, this is really, really dependent on species-by-species species basis. That's Dr. Sean Aslan, a perennial forage breeder for Golden West. I'm Glendalee Allen-Vossler.